Previously on the Untitled Beatles podcast. Who will become the sixth Beatle? Chicago over everything. I got Beyondy for the win. I'm the only one that lives in Chicago. Yeah, it's got to be Magic Elves. He's a Ruddles character at 10 years before the Ruddles. He's very good looking, as you know. He's kind of like a romance novel Jesus. Tony, did you look up locations of Kenny Rogers Roasters? Wow, throwing copper reference. Get ready for one minute of sustain uh, at the end of the song. Untitled Beatles podcast. All right, TJ, Casey is the sixth Beatle bracket. We are doing it. Round two. Let's do it. Matchups. Eighth seated Dick Biondi, Slippers for Sleepers, against fifth seated Pete Shotton. What do we think? All right. Let's say it at the same time. Three, two, two one. Pete Dick Shotton. Biondi. Damn it. <laughs> Did you guys plan that? Is that a bit? Or are you just no, fucking with me? I, I, love, I love Chicago more than Tony. <laughs> Did Pete Shotton intro Twist and Shout? No. No, but he may have contributed lyrics to Eleanor Rigby, you know, the rice. That's maybe that's Pete Shotton. I think he's the one that said maybe uh, Mackenzie versus McCarthy. I, I think he might have claimed to have said that one, even though. Oh, who knows? Yeah, you're making a great case. <laughs> oh, like you are, TJ. You're just like Chicago. Yeah, you're just like Chicago. Right. Yeah. Well, let's have an Italian beef sandwich then win the whole thing. Yeah, but I'm going to get an authentic beef sandwich from Jimmy John's and think about it. <laughs> a Raw Rogers roast beef sandwich. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I really, I am... This is a toss-up for me, and I have no choice. I think I need to... I already kind of dumped on our buddy P3Z Nuts earlier, but I think I need to hand the decision to him. P3Z Nuts, what's the call? TJ has proven himself an ally to the robot community, and today I return the favor. Chicago all the way, baby. This matchup has to go to Deck Beyondy. Wow. Oldies 104.3. <laughs> okay. There we go. The machine is spoken. Okay. Dick Biondi is moving up. To Once again, machine politics decide Chicago's <laughs> electoral processes. There you go. Knock, knock. Who's there? Biondi. Biondi who? Biondi Blue Horizon. Now we've got Giles Martin against Mal Evans. This one's tough. This one's unfair. <laughs> I say Mal. I am a Mal. I love Mal. I thought there was supposed to be a book coming out about Mal, like his diaries and all that. I'd, I'd heard about that, but I, I haven't heard anything since. Sang on Yellow Submarine. He plays the organ on You Won't See Me. He plays harmonica on Mr. Kite. He counts out Day in the Life. He played one of the final chord pianos on Day in the Life, tambourine on Dear Prudence, trumpet on Helter Skelter. He stirred a bucket of gravel on You Know My Name, Look Up the Number, of course the anvil on Maxwell's silver hammer. Hit me. Knock, knock. Mal, we should get a hammer and an anvil. Mal Evans. Yeah, 
I don't know. I've got to go with Mal Evans for sure. <laughs> I mean, Giles Martin is responsible for the Beatles' future and present. Mal Evans was there when it was happening. Got to go with Mal. All right. And Tony, I don't know about the Mal book. You may be confusing it. There's a new book coming out about Mal. Vic Tabak is doing his first tell-all about his time. It's called Line Cook or Jokester? Mel, a life. Alice, a series nobody remembers. See, I thought the I see I got an advanced copy of that and the working title was The Big Tabak. <laughs> Jesus. Mm, that delicious, tangy, mouth-watering taste of outdoor grilling now can be yours in a bottle. Enjoy Heinz 57 Sauce new hickory smoke flavor all year round. Uh, not for nothing, had this gone to a tie break, I actually 100% would have gone with Giles Martin. Uh, I recently heard that hmm. interview that Giles Martin did with Rick Rubin. I think only the first half of it has been published as of recording. Um, but I think the way he's been a steward of the music again, maybe this is my, you know, young bias here is like the way he has delivered the music in a lively way to new generations and kind of unwillingly. That's one of the parts that you really hear about in this conversation. I can't recommend it highly enough. It's broken record. Go check it out. We'll link to it in the notes. Um, just like he doesn't want to fuck with the Beatles music, but the Beatles need someone to do it. And he sort of took that on. And in the same spirit where he sort of served as his dad's ears in that, you know, the love soundtrack mixing. I just think he's made such important contributions to the body of work that I think it, I would pick him over Mal. But I have to obviously respect the uh, the vote here. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. And I did listen to that. It's good. Uh, I do. Yeah, I also recommend it. Uh, you did call him a steward, though. And unfortunately, steward Sutcliffe got eliminated in the first round. So there you go. <laughs> and Stuart Copeland killed Mal Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next up, we've got uh, Yoko Ono against Magic Alex. Wow, wow. Both supplying some comic relief, you know. <laughs> That's right, just like Billy Crystal and Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> in 88. <laughs> like Nichols yeah. and May. Nichols and May will get Robin Williams out here to do his uh, Jimmy Nickel impression. It'll be great. We're going to save Nichols lives with comedy. Jimmy Nickel and May paying. <laughs> what lost weekend? You're on, Jimmy. Whether you find it difficult to take over the role of Ringo. Uh, As a lover, he was my teacher. No, no, no. Does that answer? <laughs> Uh, as much as I love Magic Alex, I, I, I do love Yoko. She just turned 90, I think, as a birthday gift. And just to say, like, hey, uh, I, I got to vote for, for Yoko. The long national nightmare of blaming Yoko for the Beatles breakup has been definitively over for decades. We love Yoko. We respect Yoko. More than anything, John loved them, respected Yoko. And all of us assholes in the 70s and the 80s and maybe the 90s who didn't see that, we have changed our minds. If you haven't, you are stuck in time. We love Yoko. It is all Yoko. Oh, Yoko. Oh, Yoko. Indeed. 
And she's not perfect. We're not saying she's perfect and you can't say anything. I'm just, you know, there were a lot of factors in the Beatles breakup and uh, you can't put it all on one person. All right. What do we got now? Ooh, fourth seated Jeff Wanfor going up against first seated Pete Best. Did Pete win? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Really? We're debating whether Pete won over the Austin J4 minibus? Couldn't remember that one? <laughs> what did Pete Best win? He got fired right before the biggest act of all time took off. What the fuck did he win? Well, who cares? He played a minibus in the first round. Someone had to advance. Um, You know, I know I, I'm going to vote for Pete Best just because I know he got eliminated by Marsha Albert last year. So... I'm gonna take I'm gonna take him over Jeff Wanfor, even though I I really love Jeff Wanfor and I love the anthology and my my life would not be complete without the anthology. This one's easy. Jeff Wanfor, the film director, better drummer. Jeff Wanfor. Wow. <laughs> All right, Casey, it's up to you again. This is another tough one. I I really went to bat for Jeff Wanfor earlier, and I'm eager to know. I haven't seen anthology end to end. I've only seen parts of it. I'm eager to know mm. more about him. I already did the thing uh, earlier with Jimmy Nickel where I sided with the drummer. I'm at a loss. I think I have to hand this one over to P3Z Nuts again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm still upset that Pete Best bested the only of my machine brethren represented in this bracket, the Austin J4 minibus. We shall have our revenge. I side with the machines, and this round goes to Jeff Wanfor. Wow. Wow. Welcome, my son! <laughs> the machines. The machines. Uh, listen. Robots take it. Yeah. It's robots. <laughs> it sure <laughs> is. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, an upset. Another upset. Okay, wow. Jeff Wanfor really it's moving. Running. We got to. This, this bracket's getting interesting. You know what they say? One for all. All for one. <laughs> Brian Epstein against the lovely Jane Asher. Yeah. Well, I got to pick Brian. Got to pick Brian. Um, yeah. What would Jane's addiction do? <laughs> <laughs> they would be uh, been caught stealing, man. They would have... <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, you know, Jane says, it's got to be Brian. <laughs> I mean, he's the one who sacked Pete Best when the Beatles didn't have the stones to do it themselves. Kind of like we just did with P3Z Nuts. I think P3Z Nuts would have gone with Brian Epstein, too. I think he would have. Brian also sacked John in Spain. Oh, that's what they say. Well, don't say that around John or he'll be, right. beat you to a bloody mess at a birthday party. He was saying, well, come on, John, tell me something like that. He was saying, tell me about you and Brian. We all know. Like that. And obviously, I must have been a, you know, when you're 21, you want to be a man and all that. And it was the first time I thought, I can kill this guy, you know. I just saw saw it, like, from on a screen, that if I hit him once more, I'm, that's going to be it, you know. And that's when I gave up violence, because all my life had been like that. And that's when I really got shocked, you know. Next up, Chris Thomas, the producer against Linda McCartney, the uh, the musician, the muse, the inspiration, the photographer. Uh, I got to vote for Linda. I just, I have a lot of, I have a lot of love for Linda McCartney. 
this is the first matchup that I think we're both part of uh, the same album because Linda and Chris were both integral parts of Back to the Egg. Indeed, sir. One of my favorite Wings records. Me too. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's Linda uh, doing all the vocals on We're Open Tonight. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said reception. Point being, of course, it's Linda. We love Linda. We do. All right. It's Jimmy Nickel. He made it. He somehow defeated Kirk Claudio. And he's here uh, against Maureen Starkey. Thanks, Mo. What do we think? I took a bite of a protein bar. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. <laughs> okay. Jimmy Nickel, Beatles' second best drummer specific drummer. Maureen Starkey. Gave us Thanks Mo. Thanks, Mo. Maybe other than Day in a Life, the best ending of a Beatles song. I'm going to go Maureen Starkey. <laughs> I too will go with Maureen over Jimmy Nickel. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mo. You're, we'll see you later. Last matchup in this round, we've got Patty Boyd against Billy Preston. Boy, I'm sorry, Patty, but. Uh, Oh, isn't that funny? PB and then BP are the initials on there. Patty Boyd, peanut butter, Billy, Billy Preston. Billy Preston, great oil company that cares about the earth. Beetle conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations, Billy Preston. I think you're moving on. Right. Moving on. I think so. To the elite eight. Oh yeah. Have we have we stumbled upon our elite eight now? We are in the Elite Eight. Somehow, Dick Biondi is in this against Mal Evans. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> it's a true Cinderella story. This is for sure. Yeah, Cinderella, the hair band from Sunset Strip. <laughs> this is that kind of a Cinderella Name story. Name a Cinderella song. <laughs> uh, oh, easy. Uh, <laughs> uh, lick the cum off my uh, pumps. <laughs> That's one bitch. <laughs> uh, or uh, someday my prince will come. Also about cum. I was just going to say, it was Salakadula, Michiganula, Pippity Good job. Here, I'm going to use reverse psychology on you guys. Yeah. I'm voting for Dick Biondi, <laughs> Chicago all the way. Don't do that. TJ's going to vote for him as a bit, and then we don't have, then Mal loses. Come on. I'm not voting for him as a bit. I I know Bobby V's The Night Has a Thousand Eyes thanks to Dick Biondi. Dick Biondi it is. They say that you're a runaround lover. Oh, you say it isn't so. Is this it? Dick Biondi's going to the final four? He's Dick Biondi, Chicago Royal Ra Radio Royalty and Chicago Royal Radio. I team. can see how he would end up in the final four of the Chicago uh, Radio Royalty bracket. But that's well, it's I Dick Biondi. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's Dick Biondi over Mal Evans. I so there you go. There's a Mal. 
Do not use reverse psychology. It'll backfire on you. you know, I was going to say it anyway, for real, because I was kidding about Bobby V, but because of Dick Biondi, I know who Chuck Berry is. I, I, I know Buddy Hot, like all those oldies. Yeah, Dick Biondi helped keep the Beatles generation and the Beatles generation just before them alive on Chicago radio throughout the 80s and 90s. Yes, Dick Biondi. I might take Dick Biondi over, over Epi. Jesus. <laughs> Your favorite group, your second favorite group is Jay and the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you started wearing a lot of brill cream in your hair, too. You've got that kind of Ronald Reagan haircut going on. <laughs> it's because the older I get, the more I trickle down all over myself. <laughs> Wow. Okay, man. All right. So Dick Biondi is moving on to the final four. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Wow. All right. Moving on. Yoko Ono against Jeff Juan Four. Uh, well, I got to go with Yoko. Yoko. Yoko's. Uh, she's integral to the Beatles story and she's played on the songs. Uh, I love you, Jeff Juan Four. I'm glad you made it this far. Also, Jeff Juan Four, he just passed away. He passed away um, at the end of last year. So. Rest in rest in power, Jeff Wanford. Jeff Wanford didn't get to live to see the deluxe reissue of Lives Throwing Copper. <laughs> so, Is that um, coming? Uh, all right. It must this, be coming. This one's a little bit tricky because in on one hand it should be Yoko. Yes. On the other, it's a compliment that the bare naked ladies never wrote a song about Jeff Wanford. That ending is so Ah! (laughs) Begrudgingly Because it's International Women's Day Blah blah Fuck it Yoko I'm woke now (laughs) Also just to save us all the fact check Throwing Copper's 25th anniversary edition Was released in 2019 you didn't buy the 28th anniversary edition? <laughs> no, yeah. No, may we all live to see the 28th anniversary. <laughs> re reissue. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Epi is up in our next round against Linda McCartney. This is hard. Uh, I don't like this. Because I love Linda, but she's up against Brian. And, uh, well, some more things about Brian. Maybe some stuff you didn't know about Brian. He called for the legalization of cannabis in the summer of 1967. I got my first real stick string. (laughs) Two years off. (laughs) Close. I mean, he, yes. So the cons on Brian, the criticism of Brian is he, you know, he got them out of their leathers and put them into suits. You know, that's the story. He like cut their balls off, you know, so that they could like make pop music for the kids and, you know. And that whole thing. It's like, oh, they weren't real rock and roll when Brian came in. Ugh. You know, um, they couldn't eat on stage anymore <laughs> when he took over. No more toilet seats around the neck. <laughs> no more toilet seats. Yeah, get rid of those pictures. Um, but he saw their personality and he knew that that was the charm. And he he focused on that. And yeah, he was smart. They wanted to be big. And so he's like, well, here's how you be big. Get rid of the toilet seat. Like if you guys want to be punk rock, do your thing. But if you want to be big, blah, blah, blah. He got 15 to 25% of their re- revenue. 
He didn't handle their money very well, but and he kind of worked the hell out of them. That said, had they another manager, a shrewder, a colder manager like an Alan Klein type, there might have been less shows. There might have been less albums. They would probably be less prolific. We wouldn't have they would have lost maybe that momentum that they had going for those years when they were just, you know, worked to death, gave their nervous system to us. As George famously said, um, yeah, Tony, everything you just said is so true. And Brian Epstein's legacy, similar to George Martin, is the trust the Beatles had in him. Even skepticism was ultimately met with trust. And it was really only just before Brian's death where that trust kind of began to sever a bit. John wanted to speak out about the war. Yeah. All of a sudden, with things, when they stopped touring, it rendered Brian Epstein's role to be a very different and minor role comparatively. But Brian Epstein's drive, and, you know, people say, well, he came from a wealthy family. He had access to everything. His parents are rich, this, that, and the other. But Brian Epstein didn't sit on his ass. Brian Epstein worked his ass off to promote the Beatles. Ultimately, he's responsible for getting them in George Martin's hands. Uh, they are hand in hand. George Martin gets the benefit of being the musical genius. But Brian Epstein, as a theatrical guy, as a guy who came from a parents owned a music store, Brian Epstein's savvy and smarts and fucking fearlessness are as important business wise as George Martin musically. So I got to go with Linda. No, I'm uh, <laughs> of course, I'm going to take Brian Epstein. <laughs> There you go. Advancing on, Brian. Well, thank you, Linda. And I love Linda. Love, love. I love the lovely Linda. Of course Linda. we do. Of course we love the lovely Linda. Yes. All right. Now it is uh, Maureen Starkey against Billy Preston. They were both there on the rooftop. What do we do? What do we do? I got to go with Billy. Yeah, let's. I mean, it's Billy Preston. Uh, as we've said before, listeners of the show are well aware the only person other than the Beatles to be credited as an artist on a Beatles record not named Tony Sheridan. Right. And the Beatle Brothers. And the Beat Brothers. The Beat, Beat Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, yes, one more time. Thanks, Mo. Thanks, Mo. Thanks, Mo. She gone. He gone. It's the final four. I can't believe it. On our sixth Beatle bracket, it's the Untitled Beatles podcast. I can't believe it. We're winding into it. Yoko Ono against Dick Biondi. <laughs> Trickier than I'd like it to be. <laughs> oh, no. no. Fuck you. Tony, please proceed with <laughs> caution, my friend. Yoko Ono is my vote. <laughs> oh, by the way, Department of Corrections. We were talking about birthday during our White Album thing and how I always thought that was Yoko screaming. Remember? Mm -hmm. And you said it was Paul. And I went back and listened to that. And that's counting. So that indeed yeah, is seven. Eight. That's yeah. indeed Paul. I never heard yeah. it as counting. 
Because I, you know, I just heard, you know, so buried in the mix. Yeah. I always thought that was Yoko. It's Paul. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. All good, man. So I'm voting for Dick Biondi. Oh, no. No, no. Come on. <laughs> do it. Eric, okay, great. Uh, I Okay. Compare these two songs, Tony. Which songs do you like more? It's only sane to be insane. Yeah. Oh, a psychotic builds a castle. A neurotic lives in it. I don't know what to do with my sanity. It's not this bouncy. When the world is on the verge of calamity. Sing with me, guys. Oh, sanity. Oh, sanity. Oh, sanity. Or this. What's a better song? That or cut it out. That or cut it out. Cut it out. Or this song. Oldies 104.3. I'll take, I'll take Osanity. Riding on my automobile. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I got Dick Biondi because uh, I care about Chicago. Uh, Brandon Johnson for mayor. Chicago over everything. Dick Biondi, my friend. Who are you crapping? So who are you crapping? So, Tony, just to clarify, you did like a little bit of a joke, Dick Biondi vote, but like what was your official vote? Okay. All right. I got, I, you know, I love Chicago, but as a Beatles fan, I've got to say Yoko Ono. Okay, great. It's Yoko. Thank God this is over. Our national nightmare is over. <laughs> Yoko Ono advances to the championship. All right. She is facing who? Is it going to be Brian Epstein ah. or Billy Preston? They're both in the first seed. I know. We just made a huge case for Brian. Should we say it in the count of three? Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Do we need to do we need to meet it out a little before we do the one, two, three? Like, are you actually both decided? Yeah, I'm decided. Tony, are you locked in? I'm begrudgingly locked in. I'm pretty locked in. Yeah. Okay, yeah. then go ahead. Proceed. Want to count it? Yeah. Three, two, two one. one. Billy Brian Preston. <laughs> really? really? Oh no. <laughs> really? Oh boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I mean, okay, I actually don't know where to go, so I need a case on each of these, please. I will sum it up thusly, very quickly. Brian Epstein is one of the most responsible people for the beginning through the middle of the Beatles career, which is arguably their most successful and productive period. Billy Preston is as responsible for saving the band at the end and contributing to the solo recordings and legacy of the band basically until his death. As important as Brian Epstein is, that ain't Brian Epstein playing um, playing keys and Don't Let Me Down. And that ain't Brian Epstein playing keys and Get Back. And that ain't Brian Epstein flying through the air to save George Burns and Heartland <laughs> while singing Get Back with a trumpet and a cocaine problem. <laughs> So yeah, I got Billy Preston. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I guess I guess Billy Preston would never have even entered the picture were it not for Brian Epstein. I think without Brian Epstein, we we wouldn't have any of this, man. We wouldn't even have it. There would be no Billy Preston to play on these songs. These songs would never have happened. That's a great point. And I love Billy Preston. But to me, it's someone who came in and played on the last two records. I thought he saved those records, but he didn't save the band. Like they broke up within a year, you know, of, of all that stuff. 
to me, it's like, that's great. He came in for that one year. Brian Epstein, like, gave his fucking soul. He fucking died, <laughs> like, the, during this band. Like, ah, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, Yeah, to me, Brian, Brian Epstein, he saw the spark. He's the eyes for all of us. He's the first one that saw that thing. The trousers, <laughs> like the, in the ruddles. <laughs> but it was in Liverpool that we spoke with Leggy's mother, Mrs. Iris Mountbatten. Um, well, he told me that he'd uh, been to see these young men in a dark cellar. Yes. He was always very interested in young men. Oh, yes. But um, these, he said, were different. In what way? Well, um, the hair and uh, the presence, the music. He liked it? No, he hated it. Well, what did he like? Well, um, uh, the trousers. What about their trousers? Well, they were, uh, they were very, um, tight. Tight? Yes, you could see quite clearly. Oh, I see. Everything. Outlines. Clear as day. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes. So, tight trousers and Nothing noise. Nothing left to the imagination. <laughs> Casey, I really, I think, you know, I had sort of, you know, some behind the scenes talk. I had posited, should this bracket go in a direction where we actually think about adding musicians to the roster of the band? That would be a kind of fun way. And mm -hmm. I really think that, you know, TJ, to your point, if you add Billy Preston to the Beatles, like he is the closest to a true fifth Beatle where they like literally expanded their band's roster that is a missing piece for this band. Like that could have evolved their music. Like the seventies Beatles we would have had, you know, had they not fallen apart. Yeah. But it, right. It didn't happen. They broke up, but it didn't. Right. <laughs> but that like musically really propelled like that album and his presence on that album, like really propelled them to a new stratosphere. So I think if we were going on pure, like who's the musician to add to the band, I think he's probably the fifth Beetle. I don't know. That'd be a tough. We'd have to redo the George Martin, Billy Preston conversation we did last year. That said, uh, I think it's a it's kind of a toss up. And I think Brian Epstein coming off a tough loss in the final four last year where he went up against George Martin, he didn't get his chance in the big dance. And I think he's, you know, had a tough offseason. He really worked out hard in the off season. And I think he narrowly edges Billy. He's got the drive stinging from last year's loss. Okay. I think Brian Epstein pulls it out this year and goes to the finals. Okay. Fair. I cannot, I love Brian Epstein too. I just had to vote my conscience. I voted Billy Preston. Onions. Great. Onions, baby onions. <laughs> Send it in, Jerome. Send it in, Jerome. <laughs> onions. Uh. Glass onions, baby. <laughs> Glass onions. Oh, there you go. I can't believe we're here, guys. It is the championship round. This is this is it. We have we have hit the summit of uh, the sixth beetle bracket. Who will become the sixth beetle? We're gonna tell you next week on the Untitled Beatles podcast. Thank you for listening. Untitled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe. <laughs> I love Jake. Should we do that? Do we want to just like keep that segment for the Bye. next? <laughs> do a real short. <laughs>
Like, we'll do yeah we'll do like some Beatles album but like uh, real quick just to follow up on last week's episode it was Yoko thank you it was Yoko yeah that fuck Brian I've seen after all that now on to Venus and Mars Tony <laughs> well maybe we should do it this episode I don't know okay, but okay. <laughs> cooler heads prevail all right cooler has prevailed yes let's let's do it let's do it this episode uh, it's uh, Yoko Ono versus brian epstein i don't know who do you who do you got casey who do you think's gonna win you know it's a it's i don't like to to forecast things i don't know too much about uh but here <laughs> i think again brian epstein had a tough season a tough end of their season his season last season uh i think he's back with a vengeance i i put my money on brian but i think it's gonna be a tight matchup Wow, we well, we're about to find out because TJ and I are the ones who vote. <laughs> There's no other talking heads. We well, well, P3 Easy Nuts, what do you think? Let's be real, this whole exercise is total nonsense. So, maybe Pete Best drives onto the court in the Austin J4 minibus, mowing down Yoko and Brian, and cruises off into the Liverpool sunset. Does any of this matter? Very controversial, P3C. Hot take. Hot take, 3Z You know, it was a hard season last year for Brian. It was a hard season for Yoko, but you know, seasons can be of love, guys. <laughs> and I just want to say for a moment, more next week. <laughs> Untitled Beatles. How many times can we do that bit? Okay, this is an obvious one. Both of them tasted. Oh, now it's obvious. <laughs> yeah. Now it is. Sure. Both of them tasted John. Oh, no. Wait. That, that is, uh, you know, those are some those are some rumors that you are treating as facts, TJ. Hey, man, look at all these rumors. Drop me every day. You remember that one? Okay, um, uh, Yoko and Brian, one a man, one a woman, mm -hmm. one of Asian descent, one of Jewish descent. Mm -hmm. What I'm suggesting is it's a tie. They both win the national championship. <laughs> it's a first. A tie? No, there's no ties. Okay, when fine. does the NCAA do a tie? Wait, we have to go to overtime. <laughs> this isn't hockey. <laughs> You mean we're not going into extra time? <laughs> Is that right? What do you call it? It's overtime in hockey. In hockey, it's a it's overtime, I think. But soccer is extra time. Extra time. Um, you know, we don't need extra time. Yoko Ono is legendary. Yoko Ono is beloved. Yoko Ono should be apologized to for the misogyny and the anti-Asian uh, things directed at her for 20 years and the inability for people to think that she didn't break up the Beatles, which she didn't break up the Beatles, by the way. Um, it's got to be Brian Epstein for me. Brian Epstein is still, after George Martin, the most important person in the Beatles' orbit from a business or production standpoint. It's Brian. I'm with you, man. It's got to be Brian Epstein. Oh, holy mackerel! Holy mackerel! Wow. We got a winner. Cut the, cut the fishnets off polythene Pam. 
one shining moment we all shine on. Is that a mashup? We all shine on in one shining moment. <laughs> Here's another mashup. Instant karma, 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 chameleon. <laughs> I like when TJ does the mashups. It's easier for the editing. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot less track separation. Well, we all shine. Love would be easy if your colors were like that. Hard That's not it. Congratulations, Brian Epstein. You and a friend uh, can enjoy dinner for two at participating Kenny Rogers Roasters restaurants located in Malaysia, Singapore, and elsewhere. Uh, yeah, teacher, uh, teacher does say coupons expire March 30th, 2023, so get on that. Mar for March Madness, I'm Tony Mendoza, TJ Shanoff, producer Casey, P3Z Nuts. What do you all have to say? What a season. What a mediocre episode, but probably the right outcome. This jackbag thinks the election was fixed. <laughs> Think beyond the over everything. I'm going to go storm the U.S. Capitol records. But the plant in Jacksonville, Illinois, that closed down under Reagan. Untitled Beatles podcast. <laughs> like and subscribe. What an out. What a perfect out. <laughs>